Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. Welcome to Vicarious Living, welcome back to the podcast, welcome back kids, welcome back Pax. Hello. We have the final two Dawson Creek episodes coming up. How do you feel? Feeling good. Kind of like this show. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i all in on it. Um, but before we dive in, give our housekeeping, give our shit. Alright, if you want to contact us, you can slide into our emails at vicariouslivingpod at gmail.com or slide right into our Instagram. Vicarious Living Podcast. Yep. Slide in. Ask for some swag. We'll give it to you. $30 on the baseball tees, $20 on the tank, $40 on the Henley sweatshirts. You just reach out. We'll give it to you. Yeah, it's easy. Just you reach out. We'll reach back out to you. Um, you know, we'll maybe give you a shout out on the podcast. Yeah. It'll be cool. Yeah. Everybody wins. <laughs> win, win. Um, final two podcasts on Dawson's Creek. This is part three of our four-part journey. It's going to be on the final two episodes of season one, episode 12, and episode 13. Tonight, we're doing episode 12, which is a beauty contest. When we're finished with this, I know we're just doing the abbreviated version of the scene. It's going to be like when you eat like a really nice meal, and they just give you like the perfect portion. Yeah. To where you're like, mm, I'm satisfied. Yeah. I could use a little more, obviously, but I guess I guess it's over. Yeah, it's at that point where it's like I could eat one more piece of pizza if I really want to hate myself, or I could just stay satiated, not eat it, and totally live my life feeling not as sick. Yeah, that's a skill <laughs> I just don't have. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna try and do that on Dawson's Creek where we're actually gonna stop when we're full versus stop when we hate ourselves. Yeah, we're going to take our, our little napkin out of our shirt, dab our lip a little bit, and just be like, hmm, that was a good meal. Yeah. So before we get into this episode, though, part three of Dawson's Creek, um, we have an official, the first official VL redaction. Really? Yeah. Let's hear it. So Becky M., who is on this pod for Bring It On, Yeah. she sent me a text last night with an official redaction. She was not very satisfied with where she came down on cheerleaders. Okay. Or should I say how I aggressively came down on male cheerleaders and she didn't stand up for cheerleading. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to play. She sent over an audio redaction. This will be the first one on the pod. Love it. Here it is. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Becky M. I was a special guest on the Bring It On episode of Vicarious Living, and I wanted to submit an addendum. Um, There was a little bit of uh, what I would consider unfair treatment to the gymnast slash cheerleaders of the world that I didn't do enough to defend um, because BD makes me crack up and everything is all in good fun. And I was also clearly a little bit three-fourths in the bag at that point and couldn't really defend myself. Um, But I did want to just submit that. Cheerleading and 
gymnastics, all forms is incredibly difficult and the stakes are incredibly high. Um, in terms of the physical strength that is put on their bodies every single day, the risk of injury. Um, there's been gymnasts who have participated in the Olympics where they've broken bones and then continued to compete. Um, Simone Biles, I would argue, is the most extraordinary physical specimen in terms of athletics alive right now, male or female. And this isn't a democracy, it's a cheerocracy. But we do need to rep for, like, I definitely couldn't do a back handspring anymore, let alone, like, what all of those girls are doing every day and how many hours they train every day. Like, BD, you fucking go to the Y and, like, do layups with your friends while Jess, like, spends hours and hours, five days a week, doing flips in the air. So the stakes are pretty high. For Kirsten Dunst, maybe not. But in general and in real life, yes. <laughs> I just wanted to like bring back the good name of cheerleaders and gymnasts because although I did make it a joke, it's because I choose to do that with my life. But <laughs> but I do truly admire and like we couldn't do shit compared to them. So um, MVP of Bring It On episode are the actual gymnasts and cheerleaders who do that shit and like could break your neck with their bare thighs if they wanted to. <laughs> love so, it. I love it, dude. I mean, it's it, sometimes you just want to take a mulligan. Sometimes... I, I'm, I'm guilty of this. You get me swept up in a take. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of times. I mean, I'll, we'll do this official. I wish I could go back in time and defend Sandy Cohen more than I did. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a few where I just steamroll through people with my take. And then I guess people just feel like they can't really defend their true stance. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's slightly different. I, you just... I get swept up in the moment, and I, I understand how Becky M could do the same thing. I do I love... Mean, you get to laughing, you get to shitting on something, and it's just too fun. <laughs> I love the fact that her biggest gripe, though, with the, the whole thing was that um, the fact that we said the stakes were so low with cheerleading, with <laughs> cheerleading competitions, because she kept going back to that. Like, the stakes are high. <laughs> So, good redaction. The first official redaction on the VL podcast. Good I, job. I feel like young. that's a good precedent because, like, when we have future guests on, they should know that if ever they're uncomfortable with a take, upon re-listening, they can always throw in a redaction. Yeah, you just send me an audio file of yourself apologizing to whatever group that you just shit on or whatever, and then, uh, yeah, we'll play it. So, okay, um... Is it about that time to get into part three of Dawson's Creek, episode 12, Beauty Contest? I think so. So this episode is essentially just a beauty contest. It's what the entire thing is built around. Yeah, pageant, that, pageant episode. I feel yeah, like this pageant. is a definite staple of a teen drama. Like yeah. There's every single series has to have some form or another, whether it's a fashion show, whether yeah. it's a... Like, I think the charity boy auction was, oh, yeah. was this yeah. in uh, One Tree Hill. Did yeah. they have it in it's Friday Night Lights? Because, yeah, OC had 
they had a million charity shows where they had fashion things. And then to your point, boy auction in One Tree Hill. Did Friday Night Lights have any? It had to have had something. I'm racking my brain for it. I don't think so. Now that I think about it. But anyways, yeah, so this, they have a uh, beauty pageant in this episode and the winner gets like a good chunk of money. And so there's a couple of our cast members who join it because they need money. They want that cash. They want those hard bills. And so one is Joey. She joins because she wants money for college. She wants that nice nest egg. So she can, I think she was talking about it's her only chance to get out of so what's the city they live in? I Cape used, Town. Cape Town. Yeah. And she's talking about it like it's like the shittiest place of all time. And then they cut to the intro music and it's basically paradise. Yeah. So I, Joey wants to get the fuck out of paradise, essentially. They they treat it like it's like Compton yeah. in LA. Like, like this is my only chance. I need this money because if not, I'm stuck here. Yeah, I'm stuck in the hood. <laughs> yeah, this place is so white collar. It's I don't know why they have to get out so bad, but I think it's just that Joey just doesn't have a lot of money. So yeah, I mean five grand is a lot of cash. Yeah, so she wants it for that, and then we have a real wild card thrown in. You would have thought when we said there's two cast members joining that it would be Jen, mm-hmm. who's the second female. Who's, but it's not. No, it is Pacey. Pacey's joining. Breaking gender norms. So Trying I, to also get that cash. He needs cash because he wants to emancipate. And uh, it's weird because they have not shown us Pacey's parents. We have no idea who his parents are. But apparently there's a lot of good drama and shit going on with them. Yeah, I would like to like break into that a little bit more. But we're just getting surface level. Just like one conversation about it with him. Yeah, he'll, he'll just make a side comment like, Yeah, my dad, he's being a real dick. He, like, got really pissed at me because I stole the car. So I'm thinking about emancipating now. Yeah, it's this whole thing where he's like, all he, he said, bring the papers to me and I'll sign them. It's like, can we get in on that drama, please? I <laughs> yeah, feel like they're leaving out some it. good juicy drama that we would love to have. So the, the other thing I wrote down about Pacey with that is, you already briefly touched on it, breaking down gender stereotypes with a sledgehammer. Absolutely. By joining this fucking pageant. Um, you know, we're so used to it now in 2019. It's always happening on the flip side mm-hmm. where there's always like chauvinist males who are like running shit and females who want to like break into all that male chauvinism and like and get be a part of it and stuff. Progress. Like right. good solid progress. Right. And then this was like an alternate 180 take on it of like Pacey being like, hey, you know what? I'm a fella who's trying to break down some fucking fella walls Yeah, here. I mean, and it makes sense. If you're trying to break down a wall, like just think about it. I'll take you into a physical space. Let's say we're trying to remove a like a wall from your kitchen to your family room. And you're demoing it. You're sledgehammering it from one side. Yeah. It's not load bearing, so no worries there. <laughs> sledgehammer, sledgehammer on one side. To really get it out, you got to walk around the other side of that wall and start going at the other side. you got to attack it really from all it angles. So we're all about this. It's a great move. Yeah, I, I just love it because, you know, I feel like lately in our society, the men just aren't breaking down walls like the females are and And it's time for us to break down some walls too start living in an open concept society yeah i'm all about it so pacey's breaking down these fucking walls 
And he's going to uh, join the beauty pageant, try and get that cash. He wants that 5K. By the way, uh, 5K, like in this context, seems like a, like a huge amount of money, like when you're in high school. But his goal is to emancipate himself and live like, in his own place and not be supported by his parents. Like, in how long do you think that 5K is going to last? Three months. <laughs> that includes like, rent. He's going to have to sign up for the spring beauty pageant as well if he actually <laughs> <laughs> makes this move. He's just going to have to go on the circuit and start traveling because, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, if you factor in like one, like we'll just call it conservatively 1500 a month. So there's three grand in two months just for rent. Just for rent. Your groceries, Fucking, your yeah. utilities. I mean, Pacey, you got to think of that. But this is why we like Pacey. Yeah. He doesn't really think things through. Yeah. He just kind of viscerally like does stuff. Grips it and rips it. He grips it and rips it. And we appreciate that. I, I love it. I, I, I'm i going to have a whole thing on Pacey later in this podcast because I'm just like all in. I'm 100% in. So, um, yes. So they're joining... But let's go, let's, I, I just, I want to get some Dawson shitting in here because we're now 10 minutes in and we've yet to shit on Dawson and that right. feels like we've waited too long. I agree. So I'm going to play a clip here where Dawson just has the worst interactions with females. I don't really know why any girls are into him ever because he's such a dick all the time <laughs> and he's got this like grinding your gears personality to where the things he says just grind people down. And then at the end, he's confused why people are pissed off. He's relentless with it, too. So relentless. So here's a clip of him giving these like shitty, like backhanded jabs to Jen as they're just hanging out um, at the beginning of the episode. Here it is. My mother used to enter me in these, in these disgusting little miss pageants before I was old enough to protest. <laughs> Let me guess, you twirled the baton. Meaning? Nine. You should enter. Yeah. I could totally picture you strolling past the judges, flashing that million-dollar smile of yours. Well, I'm afraid that my baton twirling days are over. Dawson's definitely into Jen, but his tactic, quote-unquote, of getting her back is, like, these snide comments and, like, backhanded jabs. It's very, like... Um, kindergarten or second grade trying to get a like there's a girl I like so I'm gonna be a dick to her and then I mean I guess while we're on the same page um, do you have anything about when he like, he finds out that Joey has signed up for the pageant yeah let, I was gonna yeah let's play you a wanna, clip you wanna yeah. jump to that yeah cause it goes with this so here's a clip of then what Dawson is saying to Joey when she uh, puts herself on a let like she's putting herself out there doing something she's uncomfortable with which is joining a pageant and then this is the first thing he says to her when he finds out. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> you doing some kind of expose for the paper? Get out. Joey Potter entering a beauty pageant. This is classic. Oh, I see. Thanks a lot. It's Joey, no, I just don't know how you feel about these things. Because I knew you'd make me feel like an even bigger idiot than I already am. Believe me, Dawson, nobody's laughing harder about this than I am. But unfortunately, the opportunity to win $5,000, no matter how slim or humiliating or ludicrous my chances are, money has to take precedence over everything, including my pride. So. And it's just like... Yeah, dude. Uh, it's the worst move. Like, it's the worst friend move you can do. 
And I think we talked about this already when we were doing One Tree Hill. Yeah. And Lucas found out that um, Peyton was going to be... No, he found out that Haley wanted to be a cheerleader. Right. And he's just like, this isn't you. I feel like, to your point, if someone is already uncomfortable putting themselves out on that ledge and you're shitting on them for doing exactly that thing, it's just the least the least cool thing you can do. It's such a dick move and it's such an oblivious, unaware move. It's like a monkey would understand that like in this dynamic this person's uncomfortable so like there's some things that you shouldn't say and it's funny for me to think because i'm someone who just always talks without thinking always yeah never think before i speak it's your thing but like even in these instances as someone who speaks before he thinks i'm still like dude dawson like there's got to be some shred of thought happening in your head though like he he is the poster child of speak before you think. But then he's even a dick, too. He's a dick, dude. He's a fucking dick. Dawson's a dick. He tries to... He immediately realizes, like, to his credit, like, he's a fucking moron. But then as soon as he realizes that he missed steps, he always tries to backpedal. And I think Joe is having none of it. He's like, oh, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. And she's like, yeah, fucking uncool. Yeah, not cool, bro. Suck. Um, the other thing I just kept thinking, though, is to get off of Dawson for a second, because I had this note written down in that clip, is I just don't get why Jen is the sought-after, attractive one in this cast when you have Joey sitting there who is a 10 out of 10, and everyone's treating her like she's this gawky, tall, nerdy... Like It's kind of frustrating. It's so frustrating. There's even this... Her whole, <laughs> her whole thing is like... I mean, he's always going to see me as, like, that girl from next door who's, like, too tall. Like, that's the only knock on her, apparently. She's, like, supermodel height. Yeah, I don't get it. It's <laughs> like, yeah, she's tall. But at the end of the day, who cares? Because she's also got, like, a perfect face, a perfect body. So, like, who cares that she's 5'9"? Yeah, it's a little frustrating. It's so frustrating. But anyways, yeah, so there's two people I don't understand. Dawson is at the top of the list, and that's purely on a personality level. He's a douche, and he's a dick. I don't get him. And then the second one is Jen. I don't get why she was cast as, like, the blonde, bombshell, drop-dead, gorgeous one. I don't know. Maybe maybe she's, like, 90s hot? I don't know, because even her hair has just been, like, so off-putting. You know? Like, I, <laughs> yeah. Whatever, dude. So, by the way, underrated brood. I think who? Joe, Joe, yeah, Joe yeah. is the brooder of the show. Yeah, like every show is. needs a good brooder, and I like she's up with the best of them. That's true because they started out this series where they tried to make Dawson the brooder. <laughs> Fucking no chance. No chance. Yeah. It just didn't work at all. And then I think yeah, they realized by like episode seven, like holy shit. Yeah, with a brood, it's like it's one of those things. You either got it or you don't. Yeah, it's got to come naturally. I mean, you're not just gonna go out and brood if that's not like in you. Mm-hmm. It's not your cup of tea. So Joey does brood really well. Um, but just to get us caught up, because the last episode we saw was episode seven, so we've skipped through five episodes. The biggest thing that I think that's happened for context is there's starting to be some feels between Pacey mm-hmm. and Joey. A little bit. And so we started out where Pacey was kind of 
separate from what's going on between the triangle of Jen, Dawson, and Joey. And now they're starting to work him in. And so now we have a... What's four? What's the word for four? A square. Quadrangle. A quad. Yeah, quad. Quadrangle. <laughs> we got a quad situation, though. We got a quadrangle situation. With the, we got a love quadrangle. And it's it's been fun to see Pacey get in the fucking mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's always been like he's always been on the outside chasing other situations, whether it be a pedophile high school teacher mm-hmm. or someone else. But yeah, he's never been in the mix, and I think that's deliberate because as we brought up before, you got to kind of play like very slow play and very cautiously with the interweaving of the four people, your your core four. You can't yeah. just like from the gate have them all switching off or right. else then it's just... You run out of storylines real quick. Really quick. Yeah. So what has happened is he took a flyer on Joey because they got trapped in like a school project together. And what do we know when you get trapped? It's the only opportunity you have. Two people who don't know each other or may, may even hate each other. If you trap them together, fucking teens, knowing them like I did, dude, <laughs> those teens are going to cop some feels. And that's what's happened in the last five episodes leading up to this is Pacey's starting to make a run at Joey. And he even tried to kiss her one night when they sparks were flying and she kind of shot it down because she's like, hey, I'm still into this total douche, Dawson. Um, but just wanted to provide that context of like, just know Pacey's back. He's, he's fucking in. He's circling. He's fucking circling. So... If stuff is not about to work out with uh, Dawson and Joey, I feel real good about him swooping in, swooping her off her feet. That's all. Pacey, in this episode, I'm going to play another clip because he's having a conversation with Dawson. um, And I want to play this conversation because it leads into my MCITW this week. Here it is. Pacey, I know you're obsessed with this little theory of yours, but the truth is... Like, I've never thought of Joey in a romantic context. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've always thought of her as like a sister. I just don't think I could ever get past that. If Joey and I got together, it'd be... It'd just be a little incestuous. So what you're saying is you don't want her, but you don't want anybody else to have her either? Dude, at this point, can we say that Dawson is a, a Joey denier? He's like in the way a Joey that, denier. In the way that's just like, what? No, that's not actual science. He is the most oblivious person in the world. And it's awkward for Pacey, who we were just talking about, to have that conversation with him because Pacey's starting to get into her. And he's got to sit there and say, like, look, dude, she's fucking into you. She's into you. I wish she was into me, but she's into you. Like, stop being so oblivious. And then Dawson just will not accept it. And it drives me insane. So his obliviousness is what's going to get him another MCITW. Wow, racking him up. (laughs) It's going to be a theme of all four parts of Dawson's Creek. I think Dawson's going to get it. But this week on the Vicarious Living Podcast, Dawson, you fucking get it. There's no one else I can give it to. And this is brought to you by Wicklow Wear. W-I-C-K-L-O-W Wear. Be free and explore. Get all your outdoor gear at wicklowwear.com. Again, this is the MCITW. The Mercy Cooper is the worst of the week. Be free and explore, you little bitch. You fucking get it. I, the only thing I wrote down is 
how explicitly do people have to tell him something for it to like lock into his head? Um, like, I have no fucking clue. Let's do this. Uh, let's invent a fictional girl. Okay. And then you tell me that she has a big crush on me. And All I, right, and I'll just I'll, I'll just do like what a normal human being would do. Dude, so I recently came across some explosive news. You got information for me? You're going to fucking love this, dude. Let's hear it. So you know Anna has that friend from this girl she works with that we all hung out with the other night? Mm-hmm. So when we were at the bar, um, apparently she was like noticing you the entire night. Really? Yeah. Wow. I 100% accept that information, believe you, uh-huh. and I'm excited. Yeah. Moving on. Well, no, let's not move on. Don't you want more details? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. We can spend the rest of the night you giving me details. Let's okay. just do it. Let's just, I'll, the rest I'll, of this podcast, you give me more details about how this girl's into me. That's and what I'll I'm saying. gladly drink them up. That's what I'm saying is like, if you came to me and said that, I would just be like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> I didn't even remember doing anything. So what was it? What was it ex- like? directly was i like what was it that i did that she was into because i want to like harness that (laughs) and make sure that i'm putting that out there to everyone i interact with because this is amazing and then this would be dawson's reaction to the exact same news yeah i I don't know doesn't she like she she she's like from out of town though like she's from like She's from Columbus, isn't she? That's oh, like no. an hour and a half away, so it's like she probably doesn't think that it would work. Like, so yeah. what's the point? Yeah, she was also like really blacked out. Yeah, dude. I know. So, like, yeah, so like, there's no way that's actually true. Oh, dude, here's the other thing: is she works with your wife? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on, that's kind of incestuous, <laughs> you know? Like, she works with your wife, like at work. I feel like okay, so this is where I'm coming down. I'm starting to realize that in order for a teen drama to be successful, there has to be a character involved that doesn't exist in real life. And Dawson is our character for this show. Yeah, there there has to be one person who the the way that they don't exist in real life is their level of being oblivious to all things in life is just far and away it's not human being worthy. You know, like no human could fucking get to this point in life at 18 years old without being like run over by a car. Like you're, I always say like, how did you fucking get here guy? I, when you're driving on the highway, the, the level that you don't understand consequences for actions, how do you not just get out of a car and just start aimlessly meandering into oncoming traffic just what what happens if i, feel I get like, hit let's go through i feel like in the oc that character is obviously marissa yeah she's a liability yep she's a liability to life um i feel like it's got to be lucas in one tree hill yeah he just yeah. like doesn't operate like a normal human being would in most situations correct uh, friday night lights is tough because it's so good and realistic yeah, I we're hate... just having issues with bringing these teen tropes into Friday Night Lights. Because they just... do them so good. Right, uh, so, I, well. so well. Unfortunately, I'm leaning towards Riggins as this character. Even though he's my favorite character, I feel like he may not exist in real life. Well, no, it's Lila. Lila Garrity. 
It's got to be Lila. I don't yeah. even know why we didn't think about that at yeah. first. You're going to fucking throw Riggins into the most oblivious category? No, 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 no. It's not necessarily ob- oblivious. It's just they do not exist. Well, he might not exist because he's just so perfect of a human. Yeah, so that's what I'm that's, saying. That's why he it might was not a stretch. Exist. But I, it's got to go to Lila, dude. Shame on us for not, that not coming like to our head immediately. It's Marissa Cooper, Lila Garrity. We almost changed the MCITW award to the LGITW. Remember? Uh, oh, yeah. And then we decided, decided to honor Marissa throughout everything. Yeah. So I that was it's funny that you brought all that up, though, because that was one note that I wrote down was, is Dawson, can we put him in this esteemed air of more oblivious than a Marissa Cooper? Because she's obviously the, the poster child, but is is he tops now? Yeah, yeah, he's fucking. Well, I think you put it perfectly. Like you could see, you said you saw the wheels in his brain moving. Uh-huh. He was having a thought. Yeah, at the end of this episode, it just it, the camera is slow zooming in on him, and he's just kind of making a facial expression of turning from like pondering facial expe- expression to like a smile, and it was genuinely like. I see smoke coming out of his ears <laughs> because of how hard the wheels are turning. It's, it's on just thoughts. critical to have that character though, because they stir it up. Otherwise, it'd be like, okay, two attractive people who are friends and have a crush on each other, they get together and they date throughout high school. Okay, cool. Yeah. Where's the show? Yeah, 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 dude. So with that, Dawson, fuck you again. Be free and explore, you little bitch. Fucking hate you. Brought to you by Wickleware. Okay, are we ready to get back into a Pacey knowledge drop? Yeah. Okay, here's a clip. Uh, come on, Jen. I mean, it's pretty obvious that you're missing the undivided attention of our friend Dawson. Maybe I feeling a little dumpish remorse? You're way off, all right? Tell me, is it the possibility of losing him to somebody else that suddenly makes him seem so attractive? You really think that I'm that shallow, huh? I think you're that human. And now, Mr. Pacey Whittle. Damn. Damn, dude. Fucking Pacey with the lines. Fucking knowledge drop, dude. Fucking Pacey. So, for context, what's happening in that scene is Jen is now realizing that Dawson is seeing Joey in a dress, essentially. (laughs) Yeah, they're at the pageant and Dawson sees Joey in a dress and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, whoa, Dawson just, whoa. I think he just loves makeup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's it's like, oh my God, who is that? He sees her. She has a, lipstick on. That's insane. It's <laughs> a blush on her cheeks. <laughs> and so Dawson is now starting to look at Joey a certain type of way. And so that's now making Jen, who just broke up with Dawson want Dawson back and then in all of this you have Pacey who's just like hey bitch I'm gonna drop some lines on you you want some knowledge you want some it's just one of those it goes back to our theme of just doing less just always do less what works better if you're Dawson um spending the entire breakfast dropping snide remarks to try to make Jen feel guilty about breaking up with you nope that doesn't work at all nope what works just completely trying to right just Going on with your life and getting a crush on another girl? Uh, yeah. That does work. That works really well. 
You always want what you can't fucking have, dude. And that leads me into what I teased earlier in this pod where I have counted it out and we have a classic quintuple want what you can't have pentagon. Love it. It is, let me list them out. Joey wants Dawson. That's we've, one. We've known that. I'll help you count them out. That's one. Can't have Can't have him. Hasn't been able to have him. She's wanted him. Fucking Dawson wants Jen. That's two. That's also been happening throughout the series. Now we have some other ones being mixed in. Jen, like we just said, only wants Dawson after they break up. Yep. That's fucking three. Classic. Pacey, as we talked about, wants Joey because he can't have her. Mm-hmm. Because she's into Dawson. Yep. And then the last one is now finally we have Dawson. Not only did he want Jen because he couldn't have her, but now he wants Joey because he can't have her and because she's in a dress. Exactly. I feel like we should put up one of those boards where it's just all their faces connected to each other with pins and string. (laughs) Like we're trying to solve a serial killer crime. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's getting complicated. And I think we would... the fucked up part and i hate saying this is that that middle of that diagram that we're going to put on the wall to solve this who can't have each other murder case Mm -hmm. it's got to be dawson's picture at the center and it really fucking pisses me off that that's the case but he's the linchpin he is clearly the linchpin it's like what's that saying about kevin bacon six degrees of dawson yeah yeah and that's i mean in this show there's only five degrees but it's five you know pentagon degrees of can't have wanting dawson but yeah dude uh, so to go back to your point about him doing less this reminds me of a story in my life where i was thinking about this when i was watching it a classic instance of there was this girl ending grade school beginning couple years of high school that i was obsessed with how old are we about 14 at this point yeah, I'd say the obsession, it kicked off at the age of 14 and petered out before 16. So we're in the, the meat of your teenage years? Yeah, we're, okay. we're, we're at the, the peak of my life. And um, so... On the freshman basketball team at this point? Yeah, dude, I'm just crushing in b-ball. KG just... He's doing pretty well at that yeah. point. Yeah, He's at the, the height of his powers. Yeah, he's he's at the peak of his career. So things are going pretty well for me. There's this girl that, as we transition into high school, who I'm just way into. And always me going after her. Like, it was just, she did not want me at all. Like, mm-hmm. classic story. Classic story. And I just kept doing things, like, try and get her into me. And, by the way, I would have never been into her if she was into me. So it was good that she was disgusted, because it, it fueled my fire. Nice. Um, but I kept doing things, kept doing things, and eventually it just, it wasn't going anywhere. And then there was one night where I saw her out and I didn't think she was looking that good. <laughs> so for the first time, I genuinely inside was not into her. Uh-huh. And it was probably a combination of I couldn't get her or whatever, and it was starting to wear off a little bit. But then, two, I just, it was mostly, I just didn't think she was looking that good that night, as fucked up as it sounds. So, for the first time. So shallow, dude. I'm so, yeah. For the first time, the, the shit I'm putting off, like the pheromones that I'm putting off. The desperation? 
Yes. You don't have to call it pheromones. It's desperation. Just oozing desperation. Dude, everyone can feel that desperation. So <laughs> yeah. For the first time, it wasn't in the air coming off of me. And I remember going home and she sent me an aim message. I'm excited. Just listening. I can just hear the bring. Yeah. And she sent me an aim message and it's she was like, hey. I realized tonight that, you know, I don't know why I haven't like seen this or whatever and I haven't like noticed it, but like, I think for the first time tonight, I was really into you and I really want to like, you know, back then we said like go out or whatever. She's like, I really want to go out with you. And in my fucked up mind, in my idiot head, I was like, oh, clearly that worked. Of me not pining all over her. Now it's like she lost that attention and she wants me. What do I got to do here? I got to double down. (laughs) (laughs) So I stupidly doubled down on the uh, me for the first time really realizing that the desperation thing doesn't work. And... I doubled down too fucking hard. Overplayed your hand. Overplayed it. So then like a couple, (laughs) like a week of doubling down extra hard. I then, you know, went back to her with my tail between my legs. Like, hey, so, um, about that conversation. Yeah, dude. I'm so nervous right now. I I hope your stomach doesn't hurt too bad when I finish this story. Um, I'm like, hey, so, uh, you know, so that stuff you were saying last week, like. Still hold? Hey, you know, uh, you know, I'll I'll take it, you know, okay. I'll I'll I'm with you now, okay. I'm I'm let's do it, state. And then she just gave the classic response back of like, Nah, I'm good, I'm good now. <laughs> and uh, I mean, yeah. to make you feel better, uh, in hindsight, probably a good move by you, because it was probably just a moment of just like. Right, you like want what you, you can't have exactly, and then if you would have played it perfect and not yanked your line completely out of the water and turned your boat around and went to the shore and then tried to go back the next week and dunk your line in yeah. again, you, she probably would have ate your lure. All, yeah. By the way, all metaphors aside, right? Um, probably would have you know bit your lure, swam around with it for a little bit, and then spit it out like a week later, and then took a dump all over my life. So you saved yourself some pain, I feel like. Yeah. Um, But it was, just to tie it back to, it was just seeing the want what you can't have on full display, like right in my wheelhouse of I want what I can't have. And then as soon as I didn't want it anymore, it was like she wanted what she couldn't have. And that's exactly what we're seeing in D.C., dude. Okay, back to the show. Um, I wrote down, how is Pacey not the most eligible bachelor in this entire school it's a good question and i wish i wish we had a little bit more context for the social hierarchy in the school because like we spend a lot of time with the core four and like the parents and them all hanging out but we don't know where they stand in the food chain exactly yeah i don't think they're the cool ones because um i think the jocks are the cool ones jen breaks up with dawson because she wants to like see how it works out with that cliff guy who's a jock Mm -hmm. so i i think they're not at the top of the food chain but i don't think that they're at the very bottom because they're not like huge nerds or whatever playing magic the gathering they're kind of just like into alternative things so i'd say they're 
They're probably like average to above average on the food chain. But anyways, I don't know how Pacey's not just like, as he's coming to his own, like getting all the girls there. Because, dude, he's tall. He's funny as shit. He's charming. He's so charming. He's witty. And he's not that bad looking, dude. Kind of yeah. looks like a Kroger brand George Clooney. He kind of does. It's mostly the hair. Yeah. Um, but there was two things that I noticed in this beauty contest episode where I'm now starting to see that every time Pacey's on the screen and talking to a female, I'm just assuming they're going to have sex. Whether it's like a mom or what? Yeah. Because there was two girls in this. One was like the hot bitch, the hot rich bitch, um, who was like the front runner in the beauty pageant. Mm -hmm. And when he was talking to her, there was so much like hate sexual tension in there smoldering oh my god dude let's just let's just put it this way season one dawson's creek pacey underrated yeah dude underrated as fuck but i feel like of this like as the show goes on like clearly he he's the heartthrob of the show yeah like girls aren't sitting there talking about when we're our age thinking fondly about dawson's creek and how hot james vanderbeek is (laughs) nope they want josh jackson bro they want josh yeah, dude. And then the second one is uh, when he's in the uh, beauty pageant, Pacey, at one point in the middle of it, Dawson's mom is just sitting there watching it by herself in the in the crowd. And like Pacey just goes out and he like kneels down next to her to talk to her like all sensually and stuff. And I just kept thinking like, actually, you know what? I'm going to play a clip of what Mrs. Dawson says to him. Here it is. How am I doing, Mrs. Larry? Show. I gotta tell you, you are funny. You're charming. I feel like Mrs. Leary wants to fuck Pacey. Dude, Mrs. Leary just puts out that sexual energy. She's uh-huh. just, she's charged up. Lest we not forget that Mrs. Leary has been fucking the shit out of her news co-anchor for like four months straight right now. Damn, what's hotter than reading the news together? Sucking your news anchor's dick, I guess pretty hot yeah so yeah dude i just i love pacey i I just like i said the biggest aha moment for me in this episode was even when he's just having a conversation with any female i'm like i feel like it's on right now he's got the uh je ne sais quoi yep he has it should we get to joey's singing might as well yeah let's let's play this uh this is tough. Let's just play it. See if we can listen to it without our ears bleeding. Here it is. On my own, pretending he's beside me. All alone, I walk with him till morning. Without him, I feel his arms around me. My way, I close my eyes, and he has found me. That's yeah, tough. Yeah, I'm hoping that you inserted the entire three and a half minutes of that song to put our listeners through what we had to go through. And it's, it's really she's just got a like a like a baby doll voice. Yeah, it's really uh, eerie, yeah. kind of an eerie vibe. Yeah, I I was. I was confused when I was watching this because it's clearly they're editing it like 
this is when they're playing her singing. They're showing all these longing looks that Dawson is now getting for her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, when she's singing, he's like, oh my God. Wow. I think I'm actually into my best friend who has been sneaking into my bedroom every single night for the past 10 years. <laughs> I, and didn't, I, and I, just, I didn't realize that I was attracted to her when we were playing like tickle wrestle in my bed. But mm-hmm. now that she has uh, eyeshadow on and she's singing a Les Miserables song, <laughs> it's fucking yeah. on. Yeah, I didn't notice it when I was getting pee-pee touches in the bedroom of my, uh, my uh, but now, I feel like it's on. Dawson, he's such it's a weird such guy, a loser. dude. I just don't get it. It's like, how do you not get boners when all fucking sexual and hot Katie Holmes is grinding you and tickling you on your bed? Yet, you're going to get boners when she's singing that garbage song? Yeah. What do you think? So, in this, in the talent show, obviously, we've covered that Pacey. uh, Yeah, Pacey's doing it as well. His talent was going to be a magic act. And then he realized it was lame. And he ended up doing a Braveheart impression. Yeah. (laughs) Which uh, was just a little strange. But I was going to ask you, what would your talent be? In a town, in a beauty pageant. I don't know, dude. So like, you made it through the interview session. Yeah. You crushed the bikini look, and then it's on to talent. Are you singing? You dancing? Dude, I do don't know. Any, That's do you tough. have any talents? The only thing I'm like decent at is basketball, but I so can't. You get like a hoop out there and like shoot some threes. Maybe I would just do that thing. Um, you remember those old commercials where, uh, it was like Nike commercials and it was people just dribbling a basketball in darkness. Oh yeah. With like off off the knee and then you put it in your shirt and you flip it around. Yeah. Let's play a little of that. Here it is. To like stomp it's like stomp with basketball i guess that's what i would do so i would just have to go up there and tell like the judges to turn all the lights down and just spot uh shine a spotlight on me and then i'll just like do like crazy eight dribbling drills (laughs) and like the spider or whatever and just like yeah hopefully people are impressed because i'm out of bullets after this (laughs) i have no other talents (laughs) i feel like it's, it's pretty crucial just in life to always have a talent tucked away in your back pocket for like like in case of emergency break glass yeah. type situations like this. Well the problem is is I my worst nightmare is like being up on stage like that mm-hmm. in the forced attention. Like I always want the attention on me and stuff and right. all eyes on me, but if it's forced, right. I hate it. It was like at my wedding, my worst nightmare, the only thing I disliked at my entire wedding, great, lovely ceremony, mm-hmm. fantastic. I had a great time. Evening. Fun as shit. The only thing that sucked was when the band got a little too over exuberant with being up on stage, like doing a wedding and stuff. And they had the bride and groom come up on the stage and then they wanted me and Anna to just dance on stage in front of everyone. Not your bag. Oh my God, dude. That talk about a stomach hurting moment. Like 
all I kept thinking of when I was on stage is I'd like to kill myself right now. And then I also kept seeing out of the... That'd be a wild wedding. (laughs) (laughs) But then there's people that really, because that same band was at Hank's wedding. And I guess that's their shtick. And they had Hank go up on stage. And he's he was he's been in like a band his whole life, and he's used to being up on stage. He's built for the stage. He's built for it, and that's his thing. So when he was up there, I believe he ended it with a stage dive. Sure did. (laughs) (laughs) So like, it was just the polar opposite of two people: one who wants to kill themselves, and then the other person who just feels totally comfortable up there. What do you think you'd do if you were called up on stage? Uh, At my wedding. Yeah. Or for my talent. Um, Because I think we got called up on stage for my wedding, too. Oh, I must have left by then. I I remember... uh, Yeah, I remember being, like, slightly out of my element, but I think I I powered through. What do you do? What'd you do? We would just dance. Dance with each other? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the key. Yeah, I didn't do that. And then what would your talent be? Um, Little known fact, I'm actually pretty good with a lasso. (laughs) Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so I'd probably get up there and do some uh, some lassoing. Oh, maybe get some like get the judges involved, like yeah, lasso. I'd lasso one of them. Yeah, like one of the female ones. Yeah, just like be like a charming like, hey, get on up here, you crazy judge. Get you involved a little yeah. bit. Does this help my score by a half point? Oops, lassoed you. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. If we were both up on stage together, we would just do our wind and pipes routine. Right. Are we going to tell people what wind and pipes means yet or still just leave it up in the air? Oh, not yet, dude. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, we'll leave that off. Um, let's get back to the show, though. So Joey gets second in the pageant. She doesn't win. I think that's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. It would be, yeah. That, that felt right. I, like, I it's just like it's a, a moral victory, you know? I mean, dude, if Joey's coming in there with you know, being the awkward girl or whatever, and she's just, like, totally winning Miss Windjammer on night one. Yeah. Let's hope she got, like, 15K or something for that college nest egg, at least. Yeah, I mean, hopefully second place gets a little something, a little bit of scholarship funding or whatever, but I didn't want her winning. Pacey didn't even podium. Nah. That was a shame. I, I think we learned a valuable lesson, though, which is, at least this was the lesson the show tried to make us learn, was... Hey, dude, even poor people can podium in a beauty pageant. <laughs> I'm so glad to know that. So stupid. It's just like, what the fuck? Like, beauty pageants, I don't get them. It added to the list of things I just, it was the same way I felt with the cheerleading competitions. Like, what's the win? What's the win here? So you win the beauty pageant and you're just, you're the hottest? I think it's the money thing. No, but I think it's more than the money. I think like all these people and like Miss America and all this stuff, it's like, it's more than that. But they get a shitload of money. Well, not, not in Miss Windjammer. You get 5k? <laughs> I'm just saying, dude, I don't really get beauty pageants, but it's just not my jam. So let's get to the end of this because we have an explosive ending. Mm-hmm, we sure do. And we have a clip that I want to play of Dawson after he's seen Joey in a dress for the first time. And he's gotten a boner for the first time in his life. Uh, There's this clip of him professing his love to her after the pageant. 
sitting here with my best friend in the world, and my palms are sweating. <laughs> I've known you forever, but I feel like I'm seeing you for the first time tonight. Yeah, dude. This holy. Let me clean that up real quick. Do you have a Swiffer? We'll probably probably want to knock <laughs> that out knock before we. Be honest. <laughs> you have any yeah. moist towelettes? My bad, dude. Um, it's okay. But that's just how I feel. We'll about... power. Th- we'll power through it. Um, I, this firmly falls into the category that made me think of like Dawson just being the character in the show that doesn't exist in real life. Like he's sitting there narrating his thoughts and emotions out loud to Joey during the situation. There's so much to unpack with that. He's like, oh my god, my palms are sweaty. This is crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, dude? Palms sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. He's nervous. <laughs> yeah, he dude. Just, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have the big D that is big on the list. Dick? No. Decisiveness. He's got uh. none of it. Yeah. And that's why Joey doesn't lock in with him at the end of that episode and he gets lead, left stranded on the dock. There's there's so many things I think of here, dude. I mean, one, if someone ever said that line to you, what would you feel inside? If someone said to you, hey, Pat, hey, mm-hmm. Pat, yeah. shut up. Okay. Shut up. Okay. Listen, I feel like I've known you forever, but right now, in this vicarious living podcast studio, mm-hmm. this podcaster, I feel like I'm seeing you for the first time. Um, I don't know what that means. Like, can you explain yourself? Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Um, so in the podcast studio, right? We do a podcast. Yeah, I sit across from you every week. You see right. me, right? Uh huh. But I'm saying. Not only have I seen you, right. but now I see you more. I see you harder. Yeah. I see then, in you. I'm still not tracking with it. I feel in you. I, think... I want to be in you. <laughs> I'm in you. I'm in you. I'm in you. Is it the dress? It could be the attire you're wearing, yeah. but Is it because I well, have my hair up in a tight bun? Hold on, let me take it down for you. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, boo. Oh, boo. I knew it. (laughs) If someone ever said, I now see you, the only time that ever fucking works for me is in the movie Avatar. (laughs) And they're saying to each other, I see you. That's their thing. That's their thing. In that world, it kind of means like, I love you or Mm -hmm. whatever. I'm in. But like, you know, fuck, I got to play an Avatar clip. Here it is. I see you. I see you. But yeah, outside of that, dude, when Dawson's fucking doing it, it's like, fuck you, bitch. I'm going to give Dawson an out here and just go with me on this. I think Dawson basically thinks he's in a movie. So like he, like he says stuff. That would be a line in a movie. Definitely. So it's kind of like a meta thing. Like he's in a teen drama TV show as a character who thinks he's in a movie. 
So he says this ridiculous stuff that the girl who he basically turned her from having a huge crush on him and wanting anything like would do anything to get with him with like five or six lines. She's just disgusted. I know, dude. It was <laughs> it was the classic going back to my story about like that girl finally could have what she couldn't have. Uh-huh. And in yeah. the course of five lines, just like I did on AIM, exactly ended it. Um, and, and another thing with this kind of stuff that's frustrating with me is she gets mad at him in that moment where she's just like, you just like me. She's like, I want you to like like the real me. This isn't the real me. And it's like, what are you talking about? You're well, just let's like play in it. a let's different play outfit. It. Like, let's play it. Let's play it. Yeah. Here's what she said. I thought this is what I wanted. For you to see me as beautiful. For you to look at me the... The way that you look at Jen. But the truth is, I don't want that at all, Dawson. I want you to look at me and see the person you've always known and realize that what we have is so much more incredible than just some passing physical attraction. Because you know what, Dawson? It's just lipstick. It's just hairspray. Tomorrow, I'm going to wake up. And I'm gonna be Joey. Just Joey. You know, the two talk girl from the wrong side of the creek. I, th- I get frustrated when someone does like a slight change, aka yeah. puts on a different outfit and like does their hair and their makeup and puts themselves out there on stage. Mm-hmm. And then somebody's like, oh, damn, that's actually cool. Like, right. I'm super into you now. They're like, that's not the real me. Yeah, this that one. That is not the real me. I kind of go back. Tomorrow I'm going to go back to the real me where I'm wearing jeans. Yeah, jeans and a t-shirt. You don't like me in jeans? If you don't like me in jeans with my hair down, then you don't like me at all. Yeah. I go back and forth on that because I can see both sides. I see your point. I get it. I can't shoot it down. But then on the flip side, the other side of the coin, I'm going, but it feels fair for her to not be into the fact that it took her putting on a dress for him to even notice that she exists. And so in my mind, if I'm her, I'm going, I have literally been in your corner, in your bedroom every single night for the past 10 years. And I have dropped so many lines of being into you or whatever. And you're never into me when I'm just like, being casual and hanging out and stuff and just me being like the girl next door Joey of like not being some, you know, done up girl. You're never into that. And then all of a sudden I put on a dress and some fucking eyeshadow and now you notice me. She's just got to, well, if she actually wants to be with Dawson, she has to confront the fact that he's the dumbest guy in the world. And he basically has a couple rocks rattling on her brain and it needed, there needed to be some jarring loose of those rocks for him to start having the wheels turn, as you mentioned. So it's just like, I think that's what happened. You know, a little jarring. Yeah. Yeah, I could go either way on that one. But in this... But to take the stance of being offended. Yeah. I don't know if I would go as far as to be offended, but I can definitely see her just being unattracted to it. There was also one other thing that I did just like that she said in there, where she was like, oh, I'm the same... When she was like describing to him that she's the same person... She's like, I'm the same girl. Just the same too tall girl from the other side of the creek. So tall. So on the wrong side of the creek. 
I was thinking, should we change our, you know, we always talk about like, you need that character who's from the other side of the tracks. Yeah. I feel like we should change our saying to, you need that character who's from the other side of the creek. Lock it in. (laughs) Oh, that was it for me, dude. That was how the episode ended. And, uh, it's just going to be tough to, for any of these characters to get together because it's like, I know they're all like they're magnets with the opposite attraction just pushing away from each other. I just like, I, I don't I, know how two people get together when all these characters are only into the other person when they can't have them. At some point, someone is going to have to cave and just be into the person when they're trying to get with them or else no one's going to date in this fucking show. I just need somebody to date. That's all. <laughs> yeah. um, there is one more scene. Well, to your point of uh, all the characters being repellent of it, one another. Yeah. Um, after Jen realizes that she's into Dawson again because he's into Katie Holmes again. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah. Joey. She comes on his porch and she basically tries to get, get back together with him. Mm-hmm. Right? And he says no, essentially, in so many words. He's like, hey, not feeling it. And then in that moment, I think after he rejects her, then he starts to really pine for Joey. So I wonder if we're going to get that. It's either the next episode is going to be a pendulum swung the other way where Joey completely cuts off interest to Dawson and goes after Pacey, or they just start dating next episode. We should do that. We should make our prediction because we only have the season one finale left on our four-part Dawson Creek pod. So is that what you're going with on your projection? My, if, I, if I was a betting man and uh, some would say I am. <laughs> yeah, dude. You're a real gambler. Not, not so successful. I would say that Joey completely makes Dawson wait at least another like half a season and starts to like something develops with her and Pacey. I agree. I like think it's too that, soon for them to yeah, get together. I agree. They've, they haven't had Dawson pine after her enough. You can't have Joey pine after Dawson for 12 episodes yeah. and then have Dawson pine after her for one and then her just take him. The scales need to balance out a little bit. So I agree. She is going to make him wait, but it's going to be tough for her. It's going to be like a real struggle in that final episode. And what's also going to happen is when Dawson's like pining all over her, I want to throw a real wild card projection in here. Okay. I think Pacey is going to have some fortuitous situation that's going to trap him with Joey and Joey's going to be getting, starting to get those feelings back for Pacey. And so when, she, I think she's going to leave. I think and season one's going to end with Joey saying she's going to leave. And she's really conflicted and confused because she has this guy her whole life who's been pining after her. And she's always liked him. But now Pacey's making her confused because she's kind of into him too. Mm-hmm. And we've taken that love triangle and we've shifted it as Dawson being the center point between Jen and Joey into Joey's the centerpiece between Dawson and Pacey. I love it. A pivot. A pivot in our love triangle. Jen gets totally boxed out. Harsh, but probably true. I fucking hope to God she gets boxed out, dude. I want her so gone. And I think what they have to do with Jen is they have to bring in a new character. They have to bring in another guy to have shit with her and keep the love triangle between Joey and Pacey. Yeah. And Dawson. Get Jen the fuck out, dude. She sucks. All right, dude. Who's your MVP? Joey. 
This one was easy. You're going to let the singing slide? Yeah. That was brutal. The singing was absolutely horrible, but I love to see basically a she's all that situation mm-hmm. in any show. Like, I like that yeah. makeover. Anybody gets a makeover, You're in. they're getting the MVP. <laughs> yeah. So she does this huge thing where she has a huge personal growth as a character. She goes from the too tall, all shucks girl to actually going for something she wants, putting herself out there, has to fucking deal with Dawson making fun of her for doing that. God, what a dick. Gets second place in the pageant, probably gets a little cash, and then gets the man that she's into, super into her, and then when he tries to go for her, rejects his ass. Oh, fuck no. Nah. Yeah. Yep. If that's not churning up drama... I don't know what it is. If she would have taken Dawson in that moment, she would have got my MCITW pretty hard. Yeah. Because that would have sucked. Cool. Yeah. I love her, dude. I love her. I love her so much. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. So, kids, you know what time it is. It's time for you to tuck on in. You have a really good night's sleep, kids. And when those kids are sleeping tight, Pat? Clear eyes. Full hearts. Do less, kids. Do way less. You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You know you found us when you see a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there. Just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there. Just not pictured.